Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's let's get to this Ravens um, Steelers game. I saw some of the Steelers tweet out Eric Ebron is their tight end. This is BS, you know. And I know Ebron from Detroit. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw, now, like, yeah. look, I I understand in the moment, in the moment, and and by the way, it it appears if they have more positive tests instead of playing this game, and if you you missed the news yesterday. They moved the game to Sunday at 1.15. So in the early window, there's supposed to be an NBC game. My guess is with more positive tests, this thing's going to be pushed back to week 18 or something. they got to find a way to slide this thing in because, you know, otherwise I don't – the Ravens were already depleted anyway. I right. just – I don't know if they'll have enough guys, but but whatever. I, I, the, the, I, the idea that the NFL – or first of all, the NFL, by moving it, they screw NBC because NBC would have had a huge number on Thanksgiving night, right? Um, they also do the same to Fox and to CBS because now NBC has a better game name-wise in that opening, in that early window that that rating will, you know, suck some of the numbers from CBS and from Fox. So the idea that the NFL, there's like people are out to get the Steelers, like, dude, you guys are undefeated. You're having a great year. You just got to roll with it a little bit here. That's what I don't get. I mean, everybody else, everything is fluid, Doug. We don't know, right? And 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 I've been critical of the NFL. I remember there was a game, I think the Patriots played a game where there were some positive tests and they went along with the game. And I thought, well, why are they doing that when they've been postponing other games? But they went along with that game. And in this case, I give I, I give the NFL credit. This is not the game you want to move. Thanksgiving night, you know, all the eyeballs, everything else going on. You don't want to stop that game if, if you didn't have to. I think the NFL is doing it right. All these people have tested positive. You can't go through with it. I understand from the Steelers' uh, standpoint, 
Uh, this would have been, you know, they played Thursday night. Then they would have gotten three or four days off, you know, until maybe come back on Monday. So, so they lose out on that, which I get. But it sounds awful, tone deaf, given the state of where we are in this country and this world during the pandemic. It's, it's uh, over a football game, dude. Yeah, I just can't get it. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I, this is one of the things about social media which it can be you can view it as a good thing, right? There's there's no filter of a PR. The bad thing is that you know it's the old Herm Edwards, right? Uh, just don't press send. Like, right. dude, just take a breath and start to real. I I fully understand. Uh, I was listening to Jeff Schwartz, who was co-hosting uh, Outkick the coverage before when driving in. I fully understand the idea of hey, you thought you were gonna have five day weekend. And you're going to work Thanksgiving. Like, all right, we get the, get it all adjusted. We'll have dinner tomorrow. We'll have dinner after the game with the kids or whatever. And then we have the weekend off. And they haven't had an off week. Like, I, I get it. Right? Um, but, again, it's just the idea of let's take a breath. Right? Inhale, exhale. Realize all the other things. Realize, you know, it's the, that's, that's actually what Thanksgiving's supposed to be about, where you realize, like, okay, this might suck, but we still live in America. Got it. We're on an undefeated football team. We are relatively healthy. Yes. We might not even play this weekend. And oh yeah, by the way, like whenever we play the Ravens, they're going to be depleted, and we're we're going to have a week. We're going to have the, be the only team with a week off heading into the playoffs because they've they've changed the buy the buy thing with the with only one team having a buy. I just it the idea of Thanksgiving is to stop, take a breath, and be thankful. And I think the Steelers missed that, but it's part of. Part of what social media provides, which is cutting out the filter and get how people really feel in that moment. And unfortunately, guys feel in that moment in kind of an immature fashion. I I just I also think that we have this thing to where we we want to think everybody's out to get us. Right. It's like it's one of the, the deals with the election where like we want to think that things are rigged and things right. are. <laughs> and, you know, it's really not. It's really, really not. It's the scientists and doctors said, hey, man, Thanksgiving, there's going to be a second wave. It's going to be bad. Turns out there's a second wave. It's bad. We're all just trying to protect the sport so that we can get through and get to the playoffs and have a Super Bowl and maybe, maybe have people at the Super Bowl and you're so caught up in yourself that you want to tweet about it. Like, I, I understand it, but I just think it's not the greatest look when you're the undefeated team and the other team is the team with with all the positive tests. And, and the other part, Doug, is, uh, and I use this t- tone death from what what's the reality for everybody else and what people are going through. Right. I, I get it. It's a football game. I get it. It's their livelihood. They make millions of dollars. I, I, I get all that. People are out here struggling with no jobs and, and uh, family members who have passed. I mean, just... just do you look on Facebook and I can't get over how many messages I've read, you know, from the people who uh, are friends of mine, you know, on Facebook, whether I know them or not personally, but it's amazing. Wait, how are they how- your friends if you know them or not? Well, but you know, like you could ask to be fr- to oh, like a Facebook me. friend, Facebook friend. That's okay. what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so I see a lot of stuff, but I just can't get over how many people have been touched by it. Uh, Chris Boussard, my radio partner on the odd couple, Lost his father-in-law, you know, this year to COVID. I mean, it, it's touched a lot of people, and it just seems insensitive. That's all. I, I, I get it, and, and they're just thinking about themselves at that time, Doug, the disappointment yeah. of that game and that moment, and then some days off. I, I do, but you need to 
pause, think about it. How is this going to look to the people who don't have jobs and who have lost loved ones? Well, I, I would say, I, you know, the, the pushback. This is the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG Driving Performance. Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, and for Dan the Dennett. I would say, like, if we had the uh, legit discussion, it's one of the things that sports has provided, right? Like, if we do go into, like, in L.A. County, obviously, we're in some form of uh, stay-at-home uh, 10 o'clock order, and I, I don't really understand why you can't eat outside at a restaurant, but whatever. Uh, like, let's just kind of get through it, people. But the, the, um, it's fascinating to me. Uh, the, the, I, I, sports do provide an escape. Like, if we're stuck at home, it's so much better when there's sports on TV. And that was going to be a fun game. That was going to be a game of two teams that don't like each other. And as much as the Steelers, Record-wise, seemed dominant over the Ravens. Last time was a four-point game in which Lamar Jackson had the ball a chance to, to win it. So and, it and, and the, and the other games an, suck. Right. And the Steelers got four turnovers in that game to win by four, if, if you remember that. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I actually think four people who are out of work. But, yes, the, the lack of perspective, it's not the strongest look. Do I think it's do – I, do I think Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool are bad people – for being ticked, like, nah, I think that's that's real and that's understandable. I just think that next time they could kind of pause a little bit and and have a better feel for all that all that's going on. What's what's left is your Lions. What's left is the Texans, which oh, I man. thank thankfully we'll get to that. What's left is the Washington football team against the Dallas Cowboys. You could you couldn't pick two worse games for real for people to watch on Thanksgiving. I almost think that's the genius to it. You I think almost think so. That, I don't well, think like, so. Are you going to watch? Uh yeah, I'll watch. I'll you know put it is? on. This is I'll like this on. is like Tyson Roy Jones. There's no reason to watch Mike what people forget, Mike Tyson has we we've created this kind of mythical lore of Mike Tyson because when he first came into the boxing world, everybody was scared to death. I mean, he came in with just that towel, right? And oh. no socks, black shoes, and he would and the, the fight was over before it started. Right, but I, if you remember, Mike Tyson was a bad fighter at the end of his. He, the reason he bit Evander Holyfield's ear was he was frustrated because he was getting his ass kicked. Right, <laughs> so he was bad. I thought Roy, he was hungry. Yeah, but Roy Jones was bad. Like Roy Jones was. I actually played a professional basketball game against Roy Jones. Did you in that? What was that? At that USBL. Um, USBL. Yeah, right. He had, he had thirty-one in a game. He took thirty-one shots, but he had he had thirty-one. Wow. I'll tell. We can tell that story later, but. But those these are two guys that were washed up 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and they're going to have a fight, which they're not going to score, but they're going to whatever, and people are going to buy it. I guess the thing is that it's it's one of those, in football, one, you could bet on it, two, you got fantasy football, and three, it doesn't matter what the NFL puts on, we watch. We just do. People say, I don't watch oh, the Pro Bowl. I don't. The Pro Bowl outrates NBA, NBA playoff games. They just watch, and so yeah, that is it. Is it, these are these are not good games, but maybe that only proves the NFL's power and their point. Like, yeah, we can throw whatever on at Lions, Cowboys. You can watch. You can watch. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeart Radio app by searching. FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The all-electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz is luxury and innovation on a truly magnificent scale. It's not just the flagship of the Mercedes-Benz electric lineup. It sets a whole new standard for all luxury electric vehicles. You're going to marvel at this epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen featuring self-upgrading next-generation AI and a beautiful, intuitive interface for both driver and front seat passenger. You'll experience next-level comfort in an exquisite spacious near silent cabin that makes this flagship feel more like you're piloting a spaceship and you'll appreciate the graceful aerodynamic design that almost completely eliminates drag for an outstanding operating range of up to 350 miles on a single charge the eqs is an object lesson in just how far electric mobility has come the vehicle is all electric the feeling is all mercedes take a test drive learn more mbusa.com eqs It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. All right, let's bring in Sean Merriman, of course, 
lights out, great player, rookie of the year in the National Football League. Covers tough sports. guy. T- huh? Yeah, of course he's a tough guy. Um, what's, uh, Sean, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, s- second of all, what's your reaction to Bruce Arians openly criticizing Tom Brady? Well, I, I just don't believe in that in general. Um, and as much as I'm a Tom Brady hater for life, and I, I'm not afraid to admit that, um, I don't think he, he should be doing that because that, that just creates turmoil in the locker room. I mean, we we all got eyes. We can see what the problem is. We we seeing that Tom Brady hasn't completed a, a good pass past 30 yards down the field. We can, all, we can all tell that. But we don't need the finger pointing in the locker room. I mean, Tom Brady has never been a guy – it's, it's like again, as much as I like to bash and, and talk crap about Tom, Tom Brady has never been the guy that's called out anybody publicly, not a coach, not a player, um, not anybody on the staff. He's never done that. Um, so I'll always give him credit for that. But also, too, you got to look at you knew what you was getting when he got there. You knew what type of uh, player Tom Brady was. And they got all these uh, people who do the statistics and analyze and you know analytics and do everything like that in-house. And you saw that Tom Brady is not a great passer the last five to seven years over 25 yards. You know that. So if you get down there and you don't have a system in place for a guy that's not accurate over you know 30 yards, why would you bring him in? So they created the problem. They had opportunities. I mean, they had opportunities to go get multiple players during the offseason and didn't. You know, you had an opportunity, uh, opportunity to go get Cam Newton. You had an opportunity to get – uh, you know, I think Jameis was there, and I'm not. I'm not saying that either one of these guys is better than Tom. I'm just saying that, that if you have a system where that re- requires you to throw the ball down the field and make big plays, go get that guy. Don't be mad at Tom because he's not accurate over over 20 yards. You you created that problem. Sean, what also Tom Brady in that game where they lost to the Rams, walked off the field, didn't shake Jared Goff's hand, and 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 I I get it. Tom has won a lot, six Super Bowls. A lot of people have crowned the guy. How, I just think it's classless because he's done it before. When he, when he beat Jared Goff in the Super Bowl, of course he was there to shake his hand, but he walked out on Nick Foles during the Super Bowl when Nick Foles played an unbelievable game and won Super Bowl MVP. And earlier this year when Nick Foles beat him again, Tom Brady was a no-show you know, to shake his hand. What do you make of that? And isn't that a bad look for a guy of his his stature? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I got a theory, and I don't know him right, but I've, I've been saying this. Now, um, I always thought that he had something against Nick Foles. Uh, I don't know what that something is or what yeah. Nick Foles said or did. Yeah. I thought he had something personally against Nick Foles. But <clears throat> I felt he also ran off, the, ran off into the locker room again to – make it not about Nick Foles because that's what uh, we talked about for this past year. Mm. Okay. So that's, I, that's we all. So, so let me, can I, can we, can we, let's just flesh this out here. Yeah. Okay, Sean Merriman join us. Uh, Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb. We're all just for, for, just for radio world out there. We all know each other and generally like each other. So like, let's, let's pretend this is like a little zoom call. Um, Sean, do you think it's, he doesn't view Foles on his level. He's like, are you kidding me? This is the guy who wins the Super Bowl, like, I know who Nick, like, and, and, I mean, is it, is it, is that possibly it? I mean, what, I'm, I'm trying to get into his mind of what he could have against Nick Foles, who's, by all accounts, seen as a really good dude. Like, I've, I know Nick a little bit. He lives near me in the offseason. I played hoop with him. 
He seems like a guy that everybody likes. He's a very religious guy, but warm and friendly. Doesn't seem to be a phony. And, My, and, Doug, and Doug, he had a most he had an unbelievable Super Bowl game. Right, right. he had an unbelievable Super Bowl. But like, do you think he's sitting there going like, "Wait, we didn't play Malcolm Butler. This guy is not that good, and he has this unbelievable. He wins a Super Bowl, and uh, if you remember that Super Bowl, uh, other th- the the Patriots actually never punted in it." Brady turned it over to really end the game. He, he misread the defense and got hit. Uh, but they missed a field goal. They missed an extra point. Whatever. I my, my only thing I can think of is maybe he thinks, here's a guy who won a Super Bowl against me, and he's not on my level. Do you have any hypotheses as what it could possibly be? Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Because you got to understand that after Nick Foles won that game, I mean, people are talking about him like he was the best thing since sliced bread. Right, I mean, we we all put Nick Foles on a pedestal that he shouldn't have never been. He just played the perfect game. They ran perfect play calling. I mean, they caught these guys off guards and the Patriots on their heels the entire time. It was a perfectly called game. And after that game, everybody wanted to crown Nick Foles as as some great quarterback, which he was nowhere close to being. Now, you know, Tom Brady, uh, looking at, looking at it from his standpoint. I would be I would be pissed too, but not pissed enough to go and just shake the man's hand. So I, when when that happened, I just feel like it was something a little bit more personal. Maybe something Nick Foles said or did. And, and like you said, I've I've seen him. You know, he's had great religious rants <laughs> right after the game. Until he, I can tell what kind of guy he is. But you know, there has to be something else there in order for him to do that because it can't be because you just won one game against them it has to be something more and in my I, I just have this strange feeling that it was always about Nick Foles always about Nick Foles and now Tom Brady has to run off the field to someone else to take it not about Nick Foles I just don't be, I just don't believe that uh Tom Brady with the spotlight on him and him knowing that the backlash he's going to get by not shaking another guy's hand will continuously do it so I I just have to feel that he has to do something to mix it up and, and and Sean, there's no way Tom. The people say the minions who will support Tom Brady. Oh well, he's just frustrated. He, he didn't play well, and he's just mad. My point is, if they lose to the Kansas City Chiefs and Tom Brady doesn't play well, do you think he'll run off the field and not shake Patrick Mahomes' hand? No. No way. No, not at all. Wait, 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 no, wait. not at all. Rob, it, you can't it, give me a no it, way, no how? I mean, it's, I mean, it's uh, like 6.30 in the morning. No way, no, no, no how no. on this Thanksgiving it, Day it, morning. All right. Well, I'm waiting for that. Look, he's gone, up, he's gone up to Drew, to Drew Brees. He's gone up to other great quarterbacks. He's gone up to some guys who are not great quarterbacks. I just think that Tom has a certain level of respect for certain guys. Um, and, and it's not anything uh, – you know, he's not like a sore loser. I just believe that he ha- he picks and chooses who he show respect to. And if that was anybody else other than Tom Brady, we will be slamming him all over the place. But, you know, his supporters and people who just love him to death will support him no matter what. But it's, it's at the end of the day, it just it's not right. You, you know, there's something I want to ask you about. Sean Merriman, our guest, Rob Parker, Doug Gottlieb, in for, for, for Dan and the Danettes. Um, one of the things lost in that game is – the Rams appear to be really good, right? And what the Rams did to the Buccaneers is kind of similar to what the Giants did to the Patriots in the Super Bowl uh, both times, which is the ability to get to Tom Brady without blitzing, right? And by the way, this is what the Rams did to the Seahawks is they could 
they could get to Russell Wilson without blitzing. And a lot of this comes down to Aaron Donald and his, his dominance, which attracts a double team and sometimes even more. Um, look, you were great at what you did, Sean. You came off the edge. You weren't the interior pass rusher. But you weren't able to sustain it for nearly as long because of, because of injury. I'm just wondering, from a guy who's been down in those trenches, who 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 does Aaron Donald compare to? Because he's so he's unbelievably dominant at a position that we don't normally recognize as such. You can't compare him to anybody because we haven't seen anything like this. And I've played with some great D tackles. You know, I played with a guy by the name of Jamal Williams, who's a who's more of a big guy, who took up two blockers in the three four scheme. And then I went to Buffalo and played with Cal Williams. And Cal Williams, I mean, look, if Buffalo had a uh, you know, winning years, and they had more TV games, we would put Kyle Williams up there, some of the greatest D tackles of all time, but he's not talked about enough because they didn't get to shine. So, and I just, and he's, you know, he's a Pro Bowl player, but he would have won multiple Pro Bowls if, if Buffalo uh, had more visual and things like they had more TV games. There, we haven't seen anything like Aaron Donald before because this guy is doing this. Pro, people don't understand being an outside linebacker to have you know, double digit sacks every year if you're really good. You know, that seems about right. You have doing what he's doing for the interior and knowing that you're coming into the game and he's going to get double and triple teams and the way he gets so creative to get skinny uh, between that guard and that center, to, to turn his hips and explode through guys and play mind games and, and run stunts and go and hit an opposite guard on the other side that's not looking just so you can blow another guy up and get there still. It's just he's gotten so creative and so dangerous that he, like Lawrence Taylor did long, long time ago, man, and the way people blocked him and how he, you know, the reason why the short pass game and quick game was created was because of Lawrence Taylor. And what's happening, what we're seeing right now with Aaron Donald, they're about to change the game. They're going to start having to do something that they've never done in the history of football in order to block him. Sean, uh, today is, of course, Thanksgiving, and one of the traditions in the NFL is that the Detroit Lions play. Doug and I are going to talk about this later on in the show. but uh, And this has been going on. The Lions first played a Thanksgiving Day game back in 1934, so it's longstanding. I covered 20 years of those games. But is it time for the Lions to be off and, and maybe somebody else? <laughs> Should we end this tradition of the Lions being our Thanksgiving Day uh, pregame because – pre-meal game that we've watched all these years they have to <laughs> you know they have to look i stopped watching the lines of thanksgiving when barry sanders retired you know like right um you know and, and i and i love watching megatron and, and matthew Stafford and, and things like that they've been excited but I, I just like man what did they sign a 55-year deal I, I just don't know and understand um how the games aren't more competitive because as we all know people watch uh, the, the games for stars, right? I mean, the, the NFL has kind of turned into the NBA as far as uh, the stardom and what, being able to watch a Patrick Mahomes and being able to watch, uh, you know, big-time quarterbacks and running backs and playmakers. I mean, we that's what the NFL is now. So when that's the case, you have to have them on one of the most important parts of the year um, and, and make it enjoyable uh, for these, especially these tough times we're going through. We need to see some, we need to see some stars and some excitement. I don't, I just don't think that Enough people are going to be sitting in front of the TV to watch the watch the Lions. Sean Merriman, join us. You got the Lights Out podcast. Uh, what's who, what's on the latest Lights Out podcast? 
Yeah, we just had Tyron Woodley, man. We, uh, you know, as, oh, as, as you guys incredible. know, Rob, we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm heavy into the MMA. I got my my uh, lights out extreme fighting my MMA league, which should be getting back up here as soon as our uh, our governor get his stuff together <laughs> in California. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had Tyron Woodley, and we just talked about his last his last fights, man, and and him wanting to fight everybody he lost again. So um, I'm interested. I can't wait to see what's uh, what's going to happen here when we get back up and going again. Yeah. Uh, you're going to buy Tyson and Roy Jones? No way, no how. I, I know I you're not going to buy that, Sean. I'm, I'm, please. Just... I am. Wow. I am. I am because, you know, look, I, I, oh, and I always said this, right? I don't care how old Mike Tyson is. He always going to have one punch that's going to be able to knock you out, and that I'll pay for. So, uh, you know, and then also, you know, I don't know if you guys are into it, but Jake Paul. Jake Paul is also fighting Nate Robinson, I think, on that card. And uh, I got a chance to, tr- to train with uh, with Jake Paul wait, and wait, train wait. the DJ. Okay, can he? Does he have any chance? Uh, Jake Paul's going to probably knock Nate Robson out somewhere in the late first, or early second. Really? More, more than likely. No, and, I, I just because Nate, now, now Nate, Nate. I mean Nate. I, I mean Nate was known in NBA circles as a dude who you didn't want to mess with. Now, part of it is little guys have nothing to lose. Exactly. Right. Like nothing to lose. But but Nate was. Nate was the guy who could flip the switch on you, but you really think Jake Paul's really going to get him? Yeah. After Jake Paul win, I mean, we've been pushing him to go pro. I think he should turn to be a pro no. boxer. He's that good. I think he has a shot. Um, he has a, a former pro uh, trainer, and I've watched him over this last two years in, in personal workouts and sparring matches against some of the pros. I think he should go pro after this fight. Wow. Sean, Sean if you could fight anybody in the uh, media, who would you fight? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's several. I thought there's so. Several. Okay. We're having connection <laughs> issues with Sean Merriman. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been it would have been them talking crap with me when I was playing. I'm good with everybody now, but back when I was playing, I had a, I got a couple people I would love to lay out. Uh, All right. Hey, Sean, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for happy joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank All right, uh, Sean Merriman uh, uh, That was us. fun. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What up? Welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving. Doug Gottlieb, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes as, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is supposed to be about food and family and fun and honestly the best sporting event today is probably the one on fox kansas taking on gonzaga in both teams opening (laughs) basketball game because no i'm just i'm saying like that's a great college basketball game with two teams that could win a national championship could have won it in the last year with some new pieces this year and that's better than the nfl games because the the big nfl game we were supposed to have was ravens steelers and that won't be played until sunday if it's played it's Sunday, because there's more positive tests coming out of the Ravens. Uh, no doubt. And, Doug, before we uh, move and talk about football and Tom Brady, just curious. Yeah. You're married, have a family. Is your wife a good cook? Because everybody, you know, my late mom was an excellent cook. And I just remember, like, uh, you know, all the good meals and cakes and pies and everything she used to make. Is your wife a good cook? Yes! Oh, amazing! Unbelievable! That's, that's, <laughs> Rob, that's the do I look fat in these pants question. <laughs> I'm just asking. I actually have a daughter, uh, uh, my daughter Grace, 
is she's our culinary specialist. Like she okay. is so excited about today. I said she's, she's so she been, loves to cook yes, and help out. How yeah, old is Grace? She's fourteen. Okay. So I've I have uh, twin fourteen year old daughters, um, and her sister actually she she has a couple things she likes to make. She's she she loves mashed potatoes. She's going to make the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. But Grace is like she's got the whole meal planned out, and she. You know, she watches YouTube and cooking shows and whatever. Like, we're actually, we think, like, she may, culinary may be her thing, uh, but she's very, very excited. She makes mocktails and cocktails as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, Grace is more, and, and I love to cook. I, I, I don't have any kids, but I'm sure as as Doug, to see, like, one of your kids, like, latch on to something, like, you know what I mean? and 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 you can see, like, you know, this might be her path. This she might open up a to- restaurant. To- to- totally, Am I because right? yes. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so Grace and I, um, I, I would say people think think we look alike. She doesn't think <laughs> she doesn't think so. <laughs> she, She's right. got kind of uh, sandy brown blonde hair with her curly hair, but um, we we both have the same color eyes. There's parts of our features that look uh, alike, but right. she doesn't like any of the things. Many of the things that she likes, I, I'm not. She doesn't. She's not into sports. At right. all, right? She she likes the Panthers because she's a big. She has a cat. She loves all kinds of cats. Okay, right? That's, um, but but music. We can talk some music, although I'd have no sort of understanding. She plays instruments. She has a musical ear. Um, but the thing that we do like, we both love to cook, okay. and I mean, love to cook. So I think the first thing is that it's something you can relate to with your kid. Like we'll both stand around. And neither of us like to clean when we cook. Uh, so that's a problem, but we both love to, we love to cook and try each other's foods. And, you know, she, there's certain spices that she likes that nobody else likes in our family, but she, anyway, she pushes the envelope. So I think that's the first cool thing. The second thing is the other part that you mentioned, which is like, look, you kind of got to help them find their passion. Yes. And her twin sister is a very high level horse rider and, and they, she wants to, she thinks she wants to ride horses, but it's hard because she's constantly comparing herself to her twin sister and they're nothing alike as, as people. And so, yes, I agree with you that it's one of the great parts about it is something that she's pretty good at. She's passionate about it, And if you can find a way to foster it and say, Hey, you know, you're pretty good at this. And people do like, like everybody likes her food. So, mm, but you know she's she's a mess. So I know what I'm I'm coming home to. But she'll she'll wake up soon and start texting me about throwing the bird in. She wants to smoke the bird. Uh, I think the other members of the family are like let's just be safe and bake the bird. And so we'll see who kind of wins out when 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 I when I get home. Did you like to cook when you were a kid? I I did not. I like to eat. Um, I know how to cook because my mom taught me. You know, like Mine to be, which which worked out to be good because I wound up getting divorced. And being a bachelor, I do need to know how to cook a little something. But my mom taught me. She used to write me recipes when I went away to college. She wrote me recipes of, to make a couple of meals for myself. And uh, so she was really the cook, And uh, but she taught me. So I know a little bit. Yeah, my mom, my mom worked when I was a kid. And so she taught me how to cook so that when I came home as a latchkey kid, I could make myself something to eat. And, you know, and so that's one of the things that I've been big on teaching our kids is just the basics of how to cook and my son's not, not great. He's the only one who doesn't, doesn't cook. He'll make a microwave burrito and he'll make popcorn. (laughs) Right. And that's about it. But my daughters do, they, they can, 
You know, the other one can can cook some, and she makes some good little stuff, whatever. She likes salt a little bit too much. I mean, she made some broccoli last night. I'm like, man, where's the where's the broccoli? I just taste the salt. <laughs> but uh, but yes, I I I was I, I was the same. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Trade. Your favorite side dish Thanksgiving is what? Uh I would say it would be um, sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like just mashed sweet potatoes, delicious. Now you want now do candy yams? You still do the sweet potatoes instead? Yeah, I, I'll do both. I like both, but but I, I could do like I'll do a sweet potato like a baked potato. Yeah, you know what I mean. Put it in a microwave, smash it, and uh, put some butter on top, and I'm good. All right, all right. I can't I can't find any fault with that. I mine. Uh, I love the dressing. I love dre- you know, dressing is stuffing, not stuffed right. inside the the turkey. I love the dressing. It just it you know you put some. Turkey on its own is good. Put it with some dressing. Put it with some. I like that. I like the cran, uh, the canned cranberry. I don't, Do you really? I never yes. like cranberry sauce. I don't no. either. I don't like the sauce. I like the little. You know the little. With it actually has like the can marks when you take it out. Right. You get right. I I actually like that with the turkey and with the dressing. Okay. That's that's a personal. That's way. a traditional meal, right? There. It is a traditional meal. I'm a. Well, let right. me tell you who's been playing like a turkey. Can okay. we do that? Yeah. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> Doug, let's just be honest. You're calling, this the, was you're a, calling the corner. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I just, I'm not so sure that Tom Brady's going to finish out the second year in Tampa. I'm really not. If this thing continues to go south, and either they get knocked out of the playoffs quickly or don't make the playoffs, which they should, they're seven and four. But it could come undone. The schedule is very favorable for them to win their games and make the playoffs, but. Uh, and and the way Bruce Arians has handled him and called him out, even going back to that first game, Doug, against uh, the Saints, you know, where he had some stuff to say about Tom Brady, even way back when, game one. And and Tom Brady, if he continues to struggle, um, and he has, especially with the uh, long ball and against the better teams and the better defenses, because ultimately when you go get and sign Tom Brady – you didn't sign Tom Brady to make the playoffs. You, you, you signed uh, a 43-year-old quarterback with an unbelievable resume and six Super Bowls to try to win a Super Bowl, right? You feel like you have all the other pieces, and if we add this guy, add some water, and stir, that we're going to go to the Super Bowl. That is what the expectation was, not to make the playoffs for Tom Brady's last two years in the NFL. That, that's not really what it's about. Well, and right now, I don't see them there. You don't think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't see them as a real threat yet uh, in the postseason. I okay, don't. well, there's not there's, playing the way that they're playing. There's there's a there's a lot to it. Okay, the first thing is no, he did not play well. Uh, I I think I I have said previously, and I stand by it. It's a bad fit. You have a you have a coach like Tom Brady is about precision. Tom Brady is about accuracy everything underneath in since Randy Moss left New England who are the guys who have had the most success right whether it's Welker then Edelman it would yep. and and Rob Gronkowski underneath stuff finding mismatches for Gronk you know all within 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage precision routes option routes on on third down and that's the opposite of what they're doing and I I think in many ways we had it all wrong or Many people had it all wrong in that. Like, well, uh, you know, and they're they're not wrong in that New England does need needed threats outside the numbers, but 
he's he doesn't throw outside the numbers. He didn't have to. He just needed the space to do so. I mean, it's and and you're right in his skills on some level of diminished, which is why New England turned to try and create a power running game. Right. That's why they drafted a first round running back and loaded up that backfield because they knew they had to create time for him. And the best way to do so was running the football, not with having him stretch the defense down down the field. That just wasn't who 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 he is. And the reason he's had success with with the Edelmans, the Welkers, the Rache Caldwells, the Troy Browns is those guys are intelligent wide receivers who know where they're supposed to be and are where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there and catch it when he throws it to them. And what he has now is more talent, but it's guys that are more talent in terms of more traditional true wide receiver routes. Not the crossing stuff, not the, you know, not the stuff within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. So, I and then you you take in how Bruce Arians is always coached. It's a it's a bad fit. So we don't even truly have a sense of where Tom Brady is at this point in his career because he's trying to he's trying to use somebody else's remote control to do what he's always done, and it ain't it ain't working. I, I like here's the look. You've been blessed in your TV career. But I would guess in your radio and your print career, it's been different. But in that, who you worked for, for the most part, in terms of on a day-to-day when you were at ESPN, right? When you were on first take. Yep. And back when it was first and 10 and then it was first take, right? Exactly. That was uh, on the cold pizza days. Sure, That's how far sure. back I but, went. But yep. most of that group from Skip, uh, obviously Shannon, you know, Shannon is, is different. But most of that, that group, when you came over to Fox... Those people who were in charge, they hired you to be you to do what you do, correct? Absolutely. Okay, which is brilliant, which is why you've succeeded and your your reputation has grown. I can tell you from my from when I switched from ESPN to CBS, I was I, like, my thing was always like, why did you guys hire me? And I guess I should have asked myself, why did I take this job? Because I was I from my commentary to my style to all the different things I was doing. I'd always done radio, TV, games, studio, right? I'd always done that. They'd never had anybody who did all those things, had to juggle those schedules, was willing to work more, 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 and had had what I think were strong opinions. They struggled with the fact that I wasn't like anybody they had, and I didn't have somebody who was in management or in production and day-to-day who'd ever worked with me before. So their language and their way of doing things was so different that neither were particularly happy or comfortable for a long time. No, I get that. That makes total sense to me from that standpoint. And and I see what you're saying with Brady and, and Arians and, and Tampa Bay but but you can't be Tom Brady thinking that you're going to work for you're going to work for Bill Belichick who's done it for you for 20 years right, you right. know like like I think Brady miscalculated as well no question am I right that, yes that, I'm sure that, I'm sure is, he thought I'm sure he thought look this is the opposite of what I've been doing right what I've been doing is regimented what I've been doing is cold weather yeah no fun go do you know, do your job whatever and Bruce Arians is like look man whatever you want to do we'll do. Right, because that, that's what they always say when they're recruiting. Now, keep in sure, mind, right. keep, keep in mind, Brady wanted to play for the Chargers. Okay, he wanted to play for the Chargers because he had an offensive coordinator that was young that he could really work with that he could mold. Didn't have somebody, didn't have a head coach who was going to get into his business as far as play calling. They had not only did they have really good wide receivers, they had a very good tight end. They had good stuff in terms of you know Keenan Allen is more of a of an underneath sort of guy than a take the top off guy like. 
I think he won, but it was too far for his wife and too far for his family. And she wanted to do Miami and they weren't any good, right? And he didn't want to do Miami. He didn't want to play in the same division as the Patriots. Like that just didn't make sense. So, so Tampa was somewhere in the middle. That was the reason he made the decision. Whereas the reason you should make a decision in life should not be about money, should not necessarily be about location. It should be about fit for what you do and how you do it. And it's a bad fit. Now, will he play his second year? I don't know. I think it all depends upon how it, it ends. Um, the, the interesting thing about the second year is how many Patriots have left the Patriots and the first year they were good and the second year was an abject disaster. Yep. Uh, th- many. We've seen that with some guys who have moved on and, and that could happen here with Brady, especially, I agree, Doug, if if this ends badly this season. You know what I mean? And then what I mean is, say they make the playoffs and Brady's has an awful game and has two pick sixes or just doesn't play well and looks old and doesn't look good, then all the criticism will come down. He got, we gave you everything you wanted, whatever, and and you, you don't expect anybody to get better as they get older unless there's a blue pill involved. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, but, but like, like, look, this is how it, it traditionally ends, though, with quarterbacks. This is how it ends. I mean, remember the playoff game which led to Dan Marino retiring where, you know, they just got humiliated by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right, I mean, even and Peyton Manning, they won the Super Bowl, but he was awful. He was Could, awful that couldn't game. Throw, couldn't throw a football. You know, John Elway wasn't great at the end. I know, I know, he helicoptered in the end zone, but they won because Terrell Davis, the offensive line, they had a great defense. They ran the football. And I mean, Brett Favre ended his career with an interception, right? For, for well, no, he, remember, he, and then he came back the next year. Did he come back? Okay, yes, I, remember I, that. That was when they got on the plane and got him off the tractor, brought him back. He had that terrible Nike hat. It was like his favorite hat. And here's how bad it was in Minnesota. He got hurt. The streak ended. And the Metrodome, actually, the roof collapsed. Right? That's it was right. Like, I do it was symbolic of, of the <laughs> end of his career. So this is actually very normal for how it ends. Even though he looks better, he looks younger, his teeth, his hair, his skin looks amazing, right? The truth is he's 43 years old, and this is usually how it ends. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. The truly brilliant all-electric EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz features some of the smartest tech ever to grace four wheels. With Dynamic Select, you can fine-tune hundreds of vehicle settings to precisely match your driving style. And available in off-road mode, transparent hood lets you see through the sheet metal to steer clear of bumps and potholes directly beneath you. How about that? A 360 array of cameras and sensors constantly alerting you for danger, while 64-color ambient lighting lets you fully customize the ambiance inside the spacious cabin. The EQE SUV is so smart, even the headlights are thinking. Optional digital light technology projects navigation markings and warnings on the road ahead as you drive. The vehicle's all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Test drive the EQE SUV. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQE-SUV. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires. And a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Christina Pink is going to be on the sideline of Fox's call of the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Uh, There's a Thanksgiving tradition, right? We get the Lions and we get the Cowboys. Now we get Washington against the Cowboys, traditional rivalry. And Christina joins us now on the Dan Patrick Show and uh, Christina, it's interesting. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. What, what you're going to work and then are you going to have a meal? Is there a crew meal? Like, how does it actually work? Um, well, thankfully being here in, in Dallas and, and working with Troy, uh, the last couple years we've been here, he has had us over at, at Casa de Aikman. So, <laughs> uh, I'm very appreciative of that. So I think he'll have a little something for, for, uh, the crew working after the game. Excellent. Um, okay, so what's, what both of these teams, if you look at their records, if you look at the injuries, especially the Cowboys have, have suffered, both of these teams, you would think playing for draft position, but then you look at the division like dude, both these teams could easily win this division. What's the mood around these teams heading into the Thanksgiving Day game? 
I know it's pretty bizarre because I was talking to a couple of Washington players yesterday and I'm like, look, I mean, realistically, you guys could end up winning a division or you could end up with a top five pick like this is, and it's like, yep, 2020, that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> we feel like there's an opportunity here and we have to take advantage. And, you know, the other thing is they're playing on a big stage. They haven't played in the prime time all year. They know everybody's watching and everyone kind of has that feel of like, this is the game we can show out. This is the game where we can tell people that we're kind of turning the tide. And obviously the mood is is a little different with, with Dallas, with everything that happened this week. So I think it's kind of unique, the, the emotions that are going to be riding both teams coming into this game. Christina, how, how has your job changed with COVID and, and dealing with players and being around? How does that work? It's crazy. I mean, I really, I know you introduced me as a sideline reporter. I haven't been on a sideline all season. <laughs> so it is, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm in, the first row of every stadium is kind of designated as what we call the moat. And mm-hmm. that is where I do all of my reporting in game from the first row of the stands. And during the week, it's really all calls. You know, a lot of my information, which was my favorite part, would be coming from game day, like talking to assistant coaches, talking to players, especially when you have stuff where guys are questionable or last minute injuries, being able to talk to people before the game. I've still been able to do that a little bit, um, you know, obviously socially distanced, talking to guys like when they're in near the tunnel or coaches at halftime. But for the most part, all of that legwork happens during the week via Zoom or conference calls or like me talking to guys individually all before the game. So it is a little different. Um, hopefully we get it back to normal one day. <laughs> But for right now, we've, we've kind of made it work. But I do miss the in-person interactions that you get from going to practices and talking to guys before the game on the field. Yeah, no, it's and, I mean, those those meetings and, and being around the field, that's where you, you know, you learn about those teams. They tell you about other teams and about other yeah. like everything else going on in the league. I've, I only did it once. I can't imagine doing an entire season. Uh, but it is it is mind-blowing on all the different information that you're able to, and people, and you've been doing it long enough. You know everybody in, in the league. Christina Pink joining us. Uh, you will see her and hear her voice as part of uh, of Fox's coverage of the Washington football team taking on the Dallas Cowboys. There is a great story, right? I mean, Alex Smith playing football is a pretty remarkable story that I'm sure will be told several times over today. Uh, but But what is... What is the feeling around Washington in terms of his level of effectiveness? I will tell you that, by the way, I honestly think that more people are concerned about Alex Smith and Alex Smith is about himself (laughs) because, you know, you watch him, you see what he's gone through the last two years and he's taking hits out there. He's getting sacked and, you know, talking to him, he's like, ah, I I feel comfortable out there. I feel fine. I'm not thinking about it. Um, But people do feel like, especially talking with Ron Rivera, that he'll get better as the season's gone on. I was actually just looking at some of Washington's numbers in the first six weeks compared to now, the last few weeks of the season, completely different team offensively. And they do feel like he's getting a lot sharper as the weeks go on. He's a lot comfortable. They can open up the offense more. And obviously he's playing for Scott Turner. He played for Norv before, so there is some familiarity. And he's getting more comfortable as the season's going on. But they do feel like he's effective. He's helping about, a really, really young receiver core as well. How about on the Dallas side? Mike McCarthy's now a cut-rate uh, Gallagher with smashing watermelons. It was a <laughs> terrible start for him. And, I mean, there's three and seven, but – 
it it was the the hinges were coming undone uh, early on down there in Dallas for him. Uh, where's Mike McCarthy at in his head and and his hold on that football team? I think he feels feels pretty good from our conversations with him yesterday. I do think that people don't talk enough, which obviously no one's making excuses for all the injuries they've had this year. But if you put it, they could probably, you know, have like an all-star team of guys that they've got in the the training room right now. And when you lose Dak, that's pretty significant. I know Andy Dalton played pretty well last week, but I think they feel like in these last couple of games, especially obviously their defense hasn't played well this season, if they can come together on the defensive side of the ball, that'll be the big difference maker for them. you know, it's it's interesting. They they got rid of you know they they got rid of some guys mid season. Um, mm-hmm. Like did 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 that change the level of buy in in that locker room? Well, I can tell you that I think yes, but I also think it's very notable that other teams have pointed that out. You know, talking to some of the Washington guys, they said this is a very different team. We all saw what happened in the first game, but all the moves they made defensively, like this is a different team that we're going to be facing on Thanksgiving Day. So I do think not only obviously there's a buy-in, a change, you know, kind of like a different energy when you make those kinds of moves, but it's notable that other teams have brought that up as well. How about Ezekiel Elliott and when the Cowboys a couple of years ago were really good, uh, it was about him running first and Dak throwing second, and then somehow it got switched around and Dak started throwing more and Ezekiel started running less uh, or not as much or not as effective, I guess, maybe. Uh, as Ezekiel, I, I think he had 100 yards his last game. Uh, how important is he to get back to, to being able to be a productive runner and and will that help the Cowboys uh, uh, win? Well, it, it's huge, of course. And I, in you know, he's coming off of a good game. I also know he's been really good traditionally playing on Thanksgiving. He's averaged 133 scrimmage yards, so it could be the breakout day for him. And I think that will tell you know go a long way towards what Dallas wants to do here, kind of making a push towards the end of the season, but it is, it's kind of on his legs. There's been a little bit of a shift over the years, but I think especially with the injury to Dak and their, their offense trying to find a groove, it does need to lean a bit more on Zeke. And we might see that here in the last few weeks of the season. Now, now part of what we, we, we should discuss, and I know you're going to have to bring it up today. Uh, there's this tragedy where Marcus Paul, who like looked like the picture of health, 54 years old, he had some sort of medical emergency and he died at 54. They had to, you know, they, they canceled practice one day and the next day they did everything kind of virtually. I would have to think that that's got to be really hard to go to work. I mean, hmm. if, if you've been around a, a, a college or professional football team, the strength coach is the guy. That's the connective tissue between the position coaches, the coordinators and the players. Uh, because they're totally bought into just making the players right, making the players better. How are these guys dealing with such a tragic event? It's awful. It's, It's really awful, and I can't imagine what they're going through right now to have to get back to the facility yesterday and then have to play a game. And, you know, like, it's you. you Guys are really great at compartmentalizing in this league, but this is fresh. You know, we talked to yesterday when we were talking to Coach McCarthy, this was even prior to the announcement of the passing yesterday. So this is just coming in like 24 hours before they have to 
a game significantly, a division game. And so it's tough. It's really difficult for them. You're going to have guys with a lot of emotion playing through this. And it's very stoic from everything I've heard just around the facility. You know, it's been tough, you know, and I don't know if there's any other way to say it than it's just, it's been difficult. It's, were been there, it's been really tough on them. Christine, were there other players around when this happened? Or was it, was he in his office and somebody found him? Like, do you, I mean, and it's not for morbid details, but I can only, I can only imagine that if certain players were around him and saw it happen, it becomes, you know, even, even harder, even harder to, to come back from quickly. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure specifically who was there. I know it was in the facility on, what was that? That would have been Tuesday morning. And that's why they, you know, they closed the facility and he had, um, you know, as they described a, a medical emergency, the training staff looked at him and then he went to the hospital. But, you know, I, it's, it's going to be a really difficult, not just a difficult day, a difficult week. Um, obviously it's going to affect the Cowboys, organization, their players, their staff, but even Ron Rivera brought up this week that he played with him yeah. in Chicago. So everybody's thinking about him. Yeah. And so it is, it's, it's, it's really, really tough. Yeah. He was a great player back at two time, all American at Syracuse, of course, played uh, five seasons in the national football league and was with the giants organization for, I think 11 years. Now. He's been Part- with a lot of winning. He's done yeah. a lot of winning, uh, right. He was with the Patriots and the giants. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's just yeah. kind of a, a remarkable personal story. Well, listen, uh, Christina, I, I hate to end it on, on a bad note, but we do appreciate you joining happy us. Thanksgiving Wish you a happy too. Thanksgiving. Crush it today as you have been all season long. And thanks for being our guest. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Wishing you a great Thanksgiving to all you guys. And, you know, hopefully you enjoy it out there in California. <laughs> thank you. That's uh, Chris- right. Christina, Christina Pink. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.